Welcome to Go Home Heat. Wrestling WWE uh, Raw specific podcast. This is my man Justin. This is me, KP. Yo. And we are going to kick it talking about Monday Night Raw. We are going to try to address it similar similarly from the way we did last week, in which we try to piece together threads. Raw's a little more difficult than SmackDown <laughs> to do that with. <laughs> because or NXT or just about any other form of entertainment. However, let's go. Let's go ahead and start with some things that aren't main threads. Um, Sheamus Umberto Carrillo, damn shame. Oh man, yeah. I heard he's okay. Is he? Uh huh. I heard okay. he's not bad off, but that was legit. Tell me this. We're watching him at it's it's it's. It, Carrillo looks pretty good after a little whooping. He flips the script a little mm-hmm. bit. He does the dive. He lands funny. Actually, he he pulls Sheamus down kind of onto his knee and hip, mm-hmm. which is a lot of weight when you're doing basically a sunset flip from in the ring mm-hmm. to the floor, turning it into a power bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that's the spot that Seth Rollins blew his ACL out on. With yeah. Kane, right? yeah. Um, okay, so when he lands and he's injured and they have to stop the match, I thought... Dang, you know, Carrillo took two butt whoopings on TV. One accompanied butt whooping. Him mm-hmm. and the new kid. Uh, what's his name? Mon... Uh, Mansoor. Mansoor. Yeah. Him and Mansoor take a, uh, a joint butt whooping from Sheamus. It felt like all of that was building to this moment where Carrillo gets to have some offense and win or lose, we see that he is a different character from mm-hmm. the one that was that went away probably 20 pounds lighter yeah. before, when he was taken off TV last time. Yeah. And and maybe even he gets a title match versus Sheamus that he loses mm-hmm. at the pay-per-view. Did you feel the same way? Like, mm-hmm. all of this was built up for this one moment, and the kid has the dude land on his hip. Uh-huh. Just just bad luck, dude. <laughs> bad luck. Yeah, it's a dang shame. But, like you said, supposedly he's all right, which is great. Mm-hmm. And next, tag team division. Forgive me, formerly tag team division. I assume <laughs> these guys are moving into the... Mid-card title range, hopefully race. We have Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. I thought they had a fine match. Oh, it was a good match. Alexander showed what he has shown this entire time, even back to when he finally started being a force to be reckoned with in her business, the arrogance that could cost him periodically or help him. Mm -hmm. He's whooping Shelton by the way the match went, we can all assume that had he not walked around talking trash, the T-bone suplex doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and he wins. Yeah. This allows for Shelton to, if he gets into the mid-card division, win and lose matches, that's mm-hmm. fine. There will probably be a rematch. Oh, yeah. Cedric will probably go over. Yes. And will try to push him into... You would hope. Something. You know, and... uh. I would like this. I don't mind seeing this three times. No, these three could have a, a, a. I mean, these two could have a three. You know, three match run. Yeah. And I, I uh to a, to a rubber match. Yeah. How good Benjamin still is. God, he's after amazing, all these years. After all these years, dude, that <laughs> dude is still top notch. Yeah. Still getting no credit. No, none. 
whatsoever. No. And, dude, the people, I read somebody put, it might have been Bleacher Report, put something about the gold standard. I thought, oh, my God, that's right. Mm-hmm. Remember the monster that he was when he had gold hair and was just killing people. Yeah, killing yeah. people. Dude. And there, I don't think that there's anything he was. Maybe he can't do consistently that I run up to the top rope Kurt Angle thing uh-huh. that, that he could do back then. But that's about all. That's about all. He can still do everything. All the grappling else. and all the power moves. Oh man, he's got that. He stalks you. Yeah. When he's when he's got it going his way, I've, I'm going to miss them as a tag team. But if we can get them. Think about this. Think about it this way: those two guys versus uh, Carrillo versus Ali versus mm-hmm. Rick in matches that are long. We've seen it in tag team action anyway. Some mm-hmm. of those matchups, but giving them time, giving them uh, the format, it could really. I mean, I, I see the <laughs> doubt in your eyes. Of <laughs> I love how you're booking this. I love this. Sounds great. As if That's that would never happen. gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, Carrillo's going to be chasing around the 24-7 championship, probably with Shelton Benjamin in, in a week. And uh, then Shelton will come oh out and wrestle God. Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman will hit him with the train. Shelton's going to have a flower up his butt. Butt or something. <laughs> Dude. Okay, speaking of which, there was a little backstage segment between those two, and I assume we're going to get another match between uh, Gar- Garza and... Is it, is it sponsored by 1-800-Flowers? Dude, I, I, he's going to shove it down his throat this time. Wow! Which, full disclosure, I would much prefer he shoved the flowers in his mouth. Yes. It's, yes. It just... That was... I don't need it in his butt. No. <laughs> no. This man was sitting there going, this is great. This is brilliant. Best, this is the best thing we could have possibly... Bruce Pritchard, genius. The best thing we could have possibly done what was a, grab... Thorn in my pride, they say. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Bring back the kiss my ass club. <laughs> Good lord. My ass is lonely. Oh my god. Line him up. <laughs> and dude, I honestly wonder if that was not the conversation when they started the kiss my ass club. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So we did have two backstage segments that involved tag teams that turns into a eight man tag. Neither really worth the crap. No. Uh, I do think it was poor judgment on the New Day's part to laugh at Orton. I think Kofi's been around Randy Orton enough to know. Well, he knows that Randy's not one for uh, forgiveness or niceties or... Randy would be perfectly happy if they were telling jokes about other people mm-hmm. and he could stand there and no-sell them. Mm-hmm. We can do that all day. Mm-hmm. If you want Randy to make fun of people without smiling, we, we can, can do, do that. that all day. If you think he's going to be dancing and joking, yeah, or even yeah, you're right. I did have a tomato on my shoulders. First of all, in real life, Randy ain't cool with that. Mm-mm. That they put that they that they broke a tomato and put it on his head and shoulders last week. Mm-mm. Much less his character. <laughs> he set a dude on fire, man. So when this thing was over, he's, he's personally I, in, I like, did a, like that. Yeah, the promo he gave, the, the, the little shoot off he said about that's not funny. Well, uh-huh. I like people on fire. I do. I like that part. Uh huh. And it kind of saved the little segment a little yes. bit. Yes. Kofi gave a weird, and I don't think he meant to do it, but I do think this is a funny, like a thing that our age or a little older thing that we have to that we all have to deal with. Mm-hmm. 
When Kofi was talking about the tomatoes on his head and shoulders, he slipped into a Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. I'm sure that consciously you would never think to slip into Bill Cosby. I find I'm not even making that joke. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I find myself periodically like. Uh, oh, I'll do it. I I did the. I used to do the Bill Cosby bad dancing oh. to jazz music all the time, and I will catch myself almost doing that yes. in front of people now because it was a way you could kind of get away with dancing if you want to dance, but people won't. Uh-huh. Care because you're purposely not trying to look good. Yeah. Um, I find you know uh, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. Mm-hmm. Those little lines that Cosby. He was such a part of our American culture with the Huxtables and with the stand-up for routines. so long, dude. He dominated a decade. Mm-hmm. Well, he dominated several well, decades. If, if you go back to the Sidney Poitier movies, Fat Albert, all yes. that, even more so. Yeah. Um. But for people like. You know, uh, was a cockroach was the neighbor mm-hmm. on the Cosby Show and all that. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy that you, when you think of Bill Cosby, you have to oh, immediately yeah. try to ignore it. You know, what you I can't mean? do Theo anymore. No, nothing, nothing. Theo, you, <laughs> don't touch it. Right, don't touch it. Okay, so moving no on. Put, no pudding pops. No, nothing. I, I find myself worried about buying pudding pops. Pudding, period. Yeah, because of Cosby. Yeah, I kind of like Jello. He's ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn you, Bill Cosby. Yeah. And the other stuff, too, that he did. But, yeah. But the offshoot of that's not good either. Okay, New Day versus uh, New Day and RK Bro versus AJ Almost Elias Riker. I thought this was well done. I thought uh, they do their very best to protect Almost. It's hard. Um, he does look like a killer whenever he's mm-hmm. out there. It. Like one of the one of the announcers says something to the effect of, "You know, you can't beat up a redwood," mm-hmm. and it has that feel to it. Well, yeah, um, it's like he's playing with small children. Right. They did manage to get him distracted and away from things long enough for uh, Riker Riker to catch an RKO. Yeah. And a couple of times, I thought it was well done too. That rather than be a good teammate. It looked as if Randy was just looking for an opportunity to hit mm-hmm. somebody, and I thought that was well done because Randy shouldn't feel like I'm everybody's best friend. Right, I'm not a team player. Not even with with uh, my tag team partner. Correct, Riddle. Riddle. And then when he hits the RKO, he gets the win. The New Day tries to celebrate. Like I said earlier, how Kofi thought he wasn't eating, eating an RKO here. It doesn't even make sense. Given their history, I don't yes. know. But, of course, he hits both of them with, with uh, mm-hmm. RKO's. He leaves. Riddle's like, how are we ever going to make friends if you're going to? I thought it was well done enough. Yeah. Whatever. I did think this was a fun yeah, I like little tw- 20 minutes worth of stuff. Every bit of it. Minus the record. AJ, I don't like tomato stuff. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Moving into our women's division. Interesting thing, right? We start out raw. Yeah. <laughs> we start out raw. We're not getting a promo. Mm-mm. I'm but okay with that. Original for them. Usually it's Drew McIntyre for 10 minutes. Yes. Or Lashley or whatever, but yeah. usually Drew. Mm-hmm. We get that. No. Great. I thought this is great. I actually thought of you. I said, Jess is going to love this. Mm-hmm. They're going to be wrestling. Then I see Charlotte walk up. Great. The Omni Flare. Charlotte can wrestle. 
That's great. Then when we come back, it's Nia Rose, Baszler, Asuka, Dana, Mandy. We've seen these six in something for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Except for the month Charlotte took off. Mm -hmm. We get a match. I'm not going to complain too much about the match. The match gets rebooted when Bliss... um, Alexa Bliss's playground gets put on the stage, so yeah, which magically no, appears. No, nobody noticed them setting that up. It must have magically appeared. Oh, we're going with magic now. Yes. Right. Then she says, don't mind me. I'm here to keep an eye on someone. Baszler's foot somehow at the ending sticks to the ground twice. Baszler winds up getting pinned. She eats the kick from Asuka. Charlotte smokes her with a kick herself. I would have to assume... I think they are trying to... Okay. Coupled with what we saw on SmackDown last night, mm-hmm. is it possible that the reason Baszler keeps losing is because Alexa Bliss is stealing her power? That is entirely possible. It's the um, only lot. It's the closest thing to a logical explanation for the best wrestler on the roster besides yeah, most dangerous female on the whole roster. Yes. Yes. To to like literally not be able to get a win or move or anything. Uh huh. I mean, I it I don't makes, get it. It's sad. It's sad that that is the explanation that makes most sense in this whole scenario. Because I don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't think. I, I'm sure that Alexa is the one who somehow or another magically stuck her foot to the ground. Oh yeah, which was dumb. Completely dumb. But I don't even believe that's going to be the story. No. It's going to be Charlotte or it's going to be Rhea. Alexa's going to cost somebody the match Sunday night. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's kind of... And that's what the program's going to be with. That's how we get Charlotte out of the main event. That's mm-hmm. how we get Oscar out of the main event. That's how we get Rhea. Because one of those three goes into a program with the other two, with one uh, of the other two. And the other one winds up on the playground yeah. dealing with a, with a puppet and a psycho. Mm-hmm. Um... What on earth? Okay. So then we move on to, there's a backstage segment. Charlotte talks. I liked it. I like this part. Charlotte talks. Um, Sonya Deville into having us, uh, <laughs> having Oscar face Rhea. If, if Charlotte is in cahoots with, mm-hmm. so, or if Charlotte is clever enough to realize Sonya eventually is going to run this thing because mm-hmm. she's slick like that, then it would be good to weasel in there beside her. Mm-hmm. They're kind of kindred in that way. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. It works. Oscar's little segment where Rhea's like, so you're basically letting Charlotte book matches now, Sonya. Mm-hmm. And Oscar says, you know, I already fought once tonight. And the logical thing would be, I don't want to fight again. But she says, no, I'll fight again because mm-hmm. I'm ready for Rhea. All that makes sense in, in character for every everybody involved. I like that part. They go out, they have a match. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the match? You just had one third of your triple threat lose clean to another one in your triple threat the week before the match. That's what I thought. I thought that was dumb. I thought it was <laughs> poor booking. I thought it was, you know, I. This is how bad it was, Kevin. Charlotte came out and did some commentary. I thought she was good on the commentary. I agreed with Batista. That's how bad this segment was for me. Because you know he came out and tweeted. He's like, he's like, you got Oscar jobbing out. <laughs> really? <laughs> like when WWE, like on the WWE to the WWE tweet about the the victory, like yeah. Batista, yeah. Dave. I was like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, why not? Why not have Charlotte's there? 
Yeah, you had every opportunity. I mean, to why give... not have her distract Oscar somehow? Yeah, I, I don't know. But but now Rhea's beaten Oscar clean multiple times now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's the thing they're going with. Well, if Rhea's the new face of the company, she goes over here and then goes into a program with Charlotte. Yeah. And I, but that means Oscar's in a program with Bliss, which actually would probably be fun. Yeah. Now, let's get into, before we get into the heavyweight title picture, let's get into uh, a little bit backstage stuff. Supposedly, Bray Wyatt's taking some time off. He's having some uh, issues coping with, some, reportedly, and I hope this is true, that, I don't hope this is true. I, I hope he's getting help, I, and I hope it's going well He's for having him. some issues yeah. dealing with the, the death of his, his good friend, John, John Huber. Huber. Um, supposedly... It, even, even if that's not it, either way, he took time off. Mm-hmm. In taking time off, it does to some degree, if he told them at Mania, look, I'm going to need some time off when this is over, mm-hmm. it totally makes me look at that match differently. A little bit, yeah. yeah. The fact that Alexa took over that persona at the end of the match uh-huh. and kind of took his power away from him a little bit does... Then I think we got one more episode where he explained that he mm-hmm. would be back and then he disappears for a while. Mm-hmm. I do, I, I'm not going to say I get it, but it does make me look at that differently. And uh-huh. It makes me look at this program with Bliss a little differently in hopes that mm-hmm. we do get something. I have no problem, even with the magical Lex Bliss part, I have a little bit of a problem with it. I think it's not being done as well as they could do it. I think they could come up with other ways to make that stuff kind of, you know. They did stuff with The Undertaker and Kane back in the day. Mm-hmm. The supernatural stuff that was, you know, campy but still cool. Yeah. You know, you you know, you don't have to go full Papa Shango here, and, and just or well, it, it well the you you could have gone uber uber simple too right here. Yeah. Because Oscar doesn't pay attention to a whole lot of periphery. Mm-hmm. Which was why it would have been hard to have Charlotte come up on the apron and distract her, like mm-hmm. I just said we could have done. But what you could have absolutely done is had the bliss. Uh, the fiend version of Bliss take over the TV screens around, yeah. make a noise, her look around, and Oscar smoke her with a kick. Yeah, easily. That's not. I made your foot stick. You to know, the floor. Your shoes glue. Yeah. <laughs> I nailed you to the floor. That's what happened. What? Come on. Come on. But no, no. I just. I thought this was. The whole, the way the match, I had no problem with a lot of it, but the way the match ended was just wrong. It was just dumb. And, you know, it lets you know, again, that Vincent Mann really does not, it's it's all going to be Charlotte. It's all going, you know, she can't be away from the spotlight for five seconds. She's Cena. She's the female Cena for him right now. You know what I would love? And it, I, I don't see how it could happen because I can't see us going into another Oscaria program, mm-hmm. and they haven't built anybody to be a threat. A threat besides Charlotte and Oscar to Rhea. Mm-hmm. I would love for Charlotte to be the one going into an issue with Bliss. I would too, because you you could give her the spotlight without the belt. Yes, I have no problem with that. You I know? have no problem, but I do have a problem with if Oscar's the one out there counting the lights. Oh, tomorrow night. Well, and that's what—that's what you can do with with Bliss, though, right? Well, no. Well, my what? point would be, 
Bria goes up if Bria goes over and pins Charlotte, that means something. Right. She's already beat Oscar twice. Twice. It doesn't mean yeah. anything if she beats Oscar in this triple threat match to get the pin. The only way it solidifies her as any sort of a dangerous real champion right. is if she beats Charlotte. Because if she don't beat Charlotte, you know then that all they're doing is put kicking the can down the road right. so Charlotte can take that belt off. Because of the real story of WrestleMania and the real story of the real character is she was supposed to get her WrestleMania moment with Charlotte last year, and Charlotte went over her. Mm-hmm. So to be the NXT champ. Mm-hmm. So then we spent a year rebuilding this character, mm-hmm. and she overcomes uh, basically losing out on the NXT roster, gets on the main roster, pushes into this title picture immediately. Mm-hmm. Gets So, okay, we have the redemption sorta, story sort of. It's not really a redemption story if you're not pinning Charlotte. No. Right? No, Oscar wasn't the one, you know. Oscar didn't pick you to take your belt at Mania. Mm-hmm. That could have been done, like, for example, if it had really happened without COVID... Charlotte picks that belt, does it at TakeOver, that's, you know, 12,000 people see it. Mm-hmm. Charlotte would have, in theory, in real, took her to 80,000 people. Mm-hmm. I brought you here to put a spotlight on you losing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? And yet, that's the story we could be telling, but not if she loses. And you can still do it with Alexa doing something to Charlotte. And, mm-hmm. You know, that, okay. Yeah. Now, let's get to... All right. Now, something that we don't get a whole lot of in the women's division we have here, which is a storyline between The Miz and Damian Priest, where we are trying to build Damian Priest into a mid-card contender. Yes. A beneath-the-title... Feud. Feud, which is what The Miz specializes in. Yes. He gets into the title picture through shenanigans, but he also builds stars for your company. Mm Mm-hmm putting a spotlight on himself and them and then winding up losing which is perfect for that character a company yeah to build your so we have Damian Priest Johnny Drip Drip Morrison Mundo Nitro Friday Night Delight Boone Boone is backstage with Pierce Priest Priest has this concept where we'll have a stip in our match Miz at the pay-per-view on Sunday night I get to pick it. You, Morrison, win. If you win, win. Morrison, if you win, you uh, Miz gets to pick it. Oh, fair enough. Miz is completely against it. Johnny accepts, much to Miz's chagrin. John, uh, dude, I love the fact that I'm not sure John Morrison pulls his hair back like Tina Turner in. Beyond Thunderdome. I was about to say yes. It's a tribute to Thunderdome. It is a tribute. We're into Thunderdome, so why not? We don't need another hero. Oh, God. Bring it. Bring it. Okay, and then he sprays drip in both sides of his hair. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he realizes... He puts his fanny pack on, his skin-tight jeans. He doesn't own a shirt. Why would you? All right, he walks into this, this discussion... And I don't know if he thinks he calls himself Drip Drip. He says, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be wet from the 
the rain of dude the whole thing uh, am i over moisturizing you yeah. the whole every bit of it is so funny and it's like i don't know if he thinks it's real or not which makes it even better but even better better because he <laughs> sell man he's so good he sells on and off yeah. on and off stage okay so then of course then he reaches in his fanny pack puts a pair of drip sunglasses on it says something else uh, it's prepare for rain from the drizzle something yeah. that storms off and it's like he just no like he was Tupac laying down bars yes. right then they go out and have a fantastic match original spots Priest and Morrison have chemistry oh yeah that, I wanted to say that but here's the problem with that they have chemistry with everybody mm-hmm. we're just starting to realize that about Priest mm-hmm you know, but I thought I, I, what you were saying. I'm watching the match, and I'm like, man, these guys have great chemistry. And I thought, well, they're both incredibly uniquely athletic, mm-hmm. and so in, in different ways. That should be the feud, actually. That's the better feud, of course, of course. But it's the Miz. It's the Miz, and he's the better talker. Right. I would think it would be awesome if, like, John Morrison ended up like finally they they. I, I think they've done about as much as they can do with him and Miz. They're about to break up. Yeah. You feel it. You can feel yeah. it. The Miz didn't like the fact that he put him in the feud. Mm-hmm. Morrison didn't like the fact that the Miz cost him a match last week. Miz cost Morrison a match again this week on mm-hmm. the apron. So the Miz has accidentally caused his own problems, and yet Morrison could be the man to blame because Morrison had volunteered to do He'd these things for the him. Yeah. Right. They're breaking up. And yeah. I think that's the fun month. Which yes. will be probably next month. Yeah. I would guess SummerSlam we get Miz versus Morrison. I hope we don't have a celebration of friendship and that's how it happens because that broke my heart. <sighs> R.I.P. Chris Jericho. R.I.P. Buddy. <laughs> oh, speaking of though, we do have we do have an R.I.P. this week. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Would you like to make the, the most The most... When I say the most dangerous man in wrestling... I am not being hyperbole. New Jack has passed. Everyone can breathe a sigh of relief that New Jack's not making a comeback. Yeah, and uh, I'm picking, but New Jack, Jack was new, dude. Yeah, if you grew up in the in the ECW uh, era, ECW Age of Extreme, you know New Jack. Right. Or if you wanted to watch uh, one of the, there's a dark dark side of the ring they've that got. He's in. And, uh, <laughs> that talks about the time that they mass uh, transit. Yeah, is it? The, did they do one on mass transit? No, this was an incident. I want to say the incident they get really specific on. Um, they do. I th- they discuss that. I think, but the, the part they get specific on a teenager lies about his age. That's to, mass transit. Okay, that is it. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, yeah. I apologize. That's what his name was because he was uh, dressed up like one of the honeymoon, like because he's supposed to be a bus driver. His name was mass transit, and so they they help him blade. And he like almost like dies. He asked New Jack <laughs> to help him blade after trying to call the match. Like, oh my god, he was smoking in the locker room next to Taz. He like in five minutes, this kid did everything you could do wrong to earn a like. But nobody knew he was sixteen. He looked like he was like this dude's way up huge, to two hundreds, right? maybe three hundred pounds. So and they talked about another part where he was like trying to throw. A kid off the um, or another wrestler off the scaffold. Oh, dude, and legitimately tried to, to hurt kill him. him. To yeah. kill him. Yeah. <laughs> New Jack, uh, 
if you not want to be trifled with. If you want to go watch some really entertaining YouTube videos, go watch interviews with New Jack. Him talking about the trial for mass transit when Paul Heyman had to take the stand mm-hmm. is some of the funniest crap you'll ever hear. <laughs> and it lets you know Paul Heyman can sell and talk anywhere. Yes. It doesn't we're talking on a wrestling stage, in a waffle house, in right. a court of law. It doesn't matter. His, He'll have everybody in the palm of his hand. His skill transfers throughout life. Life, man. Now for on to uh, the main event of our pay-per-view this weekend, we have, <sighs> we've been building this. Lord, have we been building this. It is going to be, the segments are MVP visits Braun in the locker room. We're building towards the main event pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. MVP is with the champion, WWE champion, Bobby Lashley who will be wrestling Drew McIntyre for the 195th time, this time along with Braun Strowman. Because that's new and original, Kevin. Main event of the evening, WrestleMania rematch. Before WrestleMania Backlash, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Wow, that's great. You know, that's really original too, because they totally haven't done that the same. Wait, wait. They did do this already once tonight, because they had Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. WrestleMania rematches. Yes. It was a WrestleMania-style evening. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, so MVP talks to Braun. I thought it was cool when MVP said, you're an intelligent guy. Whisper tames the lion, Justin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. You know. Shane was not helpful. Braun was not going to let him talk. He called him intelligent. Boom, he gets the floor. Yeah. Right? And so, but Braun says, hey, you know, get out of here. MVP explains that Bobby Lashley, if he were to lose the belt, would rather lose the belt to a monster like Braun than a tool like Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And so then um, we have a second segment where... Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to ignore this. Braun said, I don't like you. And MVP said, yeah, well, a lot of people don't like me. But mm-hmm. I'll take it personal because it's business. Yes. <laughs> which was great. Because yes. it's in character. And then, of course, MVP gets another... Little talking segment later on where Bobby and him kind of go back and forth, which works. Drew talks, whatever. Mm-hmm. We have a match. They wrestle. It's very good. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre are very good large wrestlers. Braun interrupts. Uh, drops. Drew drops. Bobby. Bobby. We cut the credits. Are we excited about the main event? Do we care? Honestly? If they don't keep the belt on Bobby Lashley, I'm highly disappointed. But uh, I, I just don't. Well, dude, they if, about beat wrung the Drew McIntyre washcloth out of as much as they can right now, and it annoys me because you could have you could have had him go into a program with somebody else for this whole time, and, and built him gave him something to build him back up, and you know. But this right here that they're doing is just. So repetitive. It's it, so. Why would you? It feels to me like, and I've thought this all along. Once I saw Braun involved, Braun is the next feud for Bobby, and they didn't know what to necessarily do with Drew. Mm-hmm. It feels like a third wheel, doesn't it? So they put them all into the same program till they figure out where to go with Drew. Oh, I yes, uh, yes, that makes perfect sense to me. And so we have this. 
Drew has to get pinned, and Braun and Bobby have to go into it. And that's the outcome I prefer. That's the outcome I I think makes the most sense. I can't mm-hmm. imagine Bobby losing and us getting another Drew Bobby feud further. I mean, have we? Uh, they've been going since before Mania. How long did they keep the Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio thing going? Dude, at least they had some. I mean, at least Ray lost an eye in there. Yeah. At least Ray's young daughter was making out with a thirty-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> at least his son got beaten unmercifully with kendo sticks repeatedly. Dude, actually, while you're BSing. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. That's. I, I ain't gonna lie. Kind of enjoyed that. We got a Buddy Murphy Seth Rollins match out of that. Yeah. Got a couple of good matches. Got Aleister Black written off television somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Back to this. I don't. I guess I'm a. I, I guess I, I'm looking forward to Backlash because I look forward to wrestling events anyway. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a big man match, and they'll do a good job with it. I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm much more looking forward to the SmackDown versions of what's going oh, to be God, on yes. tonight than. I oh am. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the stuff I want to see. Uh, what about this? So we believe Ripley and Bobby retain. Uh, yes, yes, we do. In, unless Charlotte, unless they are that, we Charlotte just have to go with Charlotte now. Have the Omni Flare, right? <laughs> um, and then I, I'm guessing that totally I, stole that from a guy on YouTube who always calls her the Omni Flare. But I was like, it's true. But, she is yeah. omnipresent around uh, that belt. Oh if, yeah. If she's on the show, well, and that's what they do. I mean, that's what happened with Drew, right? Yeah. It'd be. I mean, that was too. That. I hate to admit it, but sometimes I, I miss the Lesnar not being there some weeks. Oh, I do. You know, because it gave other people a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and with, with what they do is, I don't want to beat the company up too much, but it, 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 you really should be able to do this in a way where Drew McIntyre is in a program that doesn't involve a belt and he can still stay. Drew McIntyre. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Charlotte can be in a program that doesn't involve the belt because I, they will. You can do that. They oh, will. Yeah. You don't have to have them in the main event all no. the time. Seth's done it. You know, Seth's not in the main event. No, it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They, he, I, it's the main event because I'm in it. Right. Whatever match I'm in is the main event. Yes. Uh, let's face it. The the match of the week every week is whatever John Morrison's doing. Yeah. And he's got nothing to do with the title. Mm-hmm. He's comedic relief for God's sake. And it's going to be the best match on Raw. Every every Monday night. Yes. Damian Priest is ascending into that point. Sheamus and Drew was incredibly interesting. Oh, my God. Shame. Yes, that was a more interesting program than the, any of the championship stuff he's done. There's chemistry there. Yeah, there's a plot. Right? The Bobby-Drew matches are good, but they don't pop. Mm-mm. And, and that's got more to do with Sheamus being really good on the stick. Mm-hmm. You know? But it was a... It was, uh, what did, you know what? This is crazy. I actually thought it was a pretty good Raw. <laughs> I think we beat the show up, but I I, 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 I didn't hate it. it. Yeah, there, there were some moments that really got to me, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, for my man Justin, for me, KP, this has been a review of Monday Night Raw. Go home. Go home, Heat Production, copyright 2020. Check our friends out at the GIN Project, the G-I-N-N-N Project.com. Go home. Woo!